Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics and Rana McBerto. Will is your host. Thank you so kindly for being a part of the show. We're going to have a great show for you today, as usual. What is our show going to be about? What is our show going to be about? Well, let me get that on the screen to tell you. Describe the Afghanistan exit this way. And January 6th, false reality working. Saki slams Ducey una vez más. And vaccine, duh. Well, anyway, folks, we're going to have a great show for you today. So stick around, please, if you're just joining us. Please remember to share this on your thread. Share this on your Facebook page. Share this on your walls. Share this on your Twitter. Tweet it out, all that good stuff. That is the way we're going to get penetration. That's the way we're going to get people to hear the truth. That is the way we're going to get folks listening in more in concert. But anyhow, folks, let's see what you've got to say now. Let's go ahead and get busy. Uh, welcome aboard, Bridge MCP. VP Harris delayed because of Havana Syndrome. I know, but I don't know if it was on her or her staff. I'm not exactly sure what was going down there. Bridge, do you have any information on that? Nanette Bird-Smith says, howdy. Bridge MCP, the Pentagon said 21,600 people have been evacuated in the last 24 hours. Getting there? It's a lot of people, but you still have to be careful because, again, if a terrorist act happened, you know, the same people that are saying, let's stay, let's stay, let's stay, they're going to be saying, how did you let that happen? Well, you're going to see what, uh, what, what a few people have to say. Julie Van Astel, happy Tuesday. Welcome aboard. Uh, let's see, Bridge MCP says, hi, peeps. And, of course, one on, oh, let's see, Bridge MCP, they don't know yet, just said in her area. Gotcha. Thank you. Michael Rudnan says, we are not about to back down. How climate experts hold hope despite the IPCC report? Climate scientists' hope is that their final warning will bring action. As if we wait for the next IPCC report, it will already be too late. We've only got a few years remaining to properly address global warming as an existential threat. Failure to put up a, uh, up a World War II level effort and our civilization falls within three decades. That failure must, most of us won't live through that. I still have hope that humanity will rise to the task, but my hope is rapidly running out as we still got climate deniers and fossil fuel profiteers who only see short-term economics. Positive affirmation, people. Do you think I am doing this for my health? Do you think I believe in uh, generating a whole lot of folks talking the truth to each other? Other folks doing what we're doing here because we like it, because it's just, oh, we just want to do something? No. We are doing this to make a change, Brother Rudnan. Brother Rudnan, no, we're not going to talk about if I sat down and for the amount of things that have happened badly in my life that I've recovered from. Some that are systemic, some that are societal. Never give up. What we have to do is empower others. What we have to do is let others see that, yes, Brother Rudnan, the fuel profiteers are going to be out there trying to fool people. Today you're going to see a story that I do about changing the narrative about how Trump and them have been successful in creating an alternate state of reality. Those are the things that we have to fight, but it's not... Here's the problem. 
the arbiters of misinformation are good. They're constant. They're out there pushing it. We, those of us who are telling the truth, we have the false belief that telling the truth is what you go tell the truth and it's done. Some people sometimes say, why do you repeat yourself all of the times? Those of you that listen to me all of the times. Egberto, you know, I mean, a good 20, 30, 40% of your show is repetitious. Well, because every day new people come in, but not only every day new people come in, but also some of the old people continuously get negative feedback otherwise, and they need that refreshment. Brothers and sisters, it's not about losing hope. It's not about ever losing hope. It's always about creating change. Notice I didn't say ask for change. Let me tell you a little story that gets a lot of folks upset when I say it. I always say I preferred Malcolm X's methodology over Martin Luther King's methodology. And oh my God, they will tear me to smithereens. Then they'll say, why? And I said, Everybody understood the founding fathers were not to be messed with because they, first of all, they got themselves away from England. They fought the Spanish-American War. They fought everybody. In other words, they took stuff. They took it. They wanted it, and they took it. Now, I'm not saying that that's, that was an ethical thing to do, but what I'm saying is we are all humans. We allow, uh, MLK's theology is sort of turn the other cheek, embarrass folks into doing the right thing. Give them, give them the authority over you to accomplish what you, what's right for you. Malcolm X theology is if they are doing wrong to you, you take it. You do what's necessary to take what's right. It's a different mental set. And let me tell you the difference. The difference is that the Proud Boys now believe, or these other people believe, that what we giveth, we can taketh away. What we giveth, we can taketh away. As opposed to what we have taken. What we have shown that we have the ability to take cannot be taken away. So my brothers and sisters, everybody that hears my voice, that is what we as progressives have got to do. We are the ones that are absolutely right. I'm saying tonality makes a lot of difference. How you talk to people, how you engage people, how you respect people, how, you're, how you make sure to do, do right by them is important. But by no means do we ever ask them to allow us to be right because we are right Mathematically, morally, and socially right. And it is proven. Loss of hope? Never. Never, ever, ever loss of hope. Ever. New York City mandates COVID vaccine shots for public school teachers and staff following FDA approval. Yep, yep, perfect. Michael Rodden also says... Biden urges private companies to implement COVID-19 vaccine requirements following Pfizer FDA approval. Yep. Ne- uh, let's see. Next up, vaccine mandates to the military personnel. He's already done that. Healthcare workers and anyone who works for the elderly. 
Then, as a general rule, a loss of government contracts to any companies that fall to vaccine, uh, vaccinate their company. I love all of that, Michael. I think those are your words. Our people don't seem to know how. Are you going to see a vaccine story that I'm going to have as well? All right. Michael Rudden also says Airbnb offers free accommodation for 20,000 Afghan refugees. That's nice, but there are 3 million Afghani refugees, the majority of which are living in Pakistan. So, token gesture. Actually, yes, a token gesture, but it's a good gesture. For those that are coming to America, it is a very, very good gesture that I won't minimize. Uh, We can't, on an individual basis, uh, put up 3 million people, but we can work with the world, around the world, to really take care of refugees, not only from Afghanistan, but refugees from all over the world. We can definitely take care of that. Uh, Michael Renault says, Kathy Hotchell, the new governor of New York, uh, as Cuomo leaves in disgrace, we'll see how things go for New York. I don't have any expectation other than more neoliberalism. Uh, Michael, no, you're going to change. You're from New York. You're from Brooklyn, New York. You, together with your posse, will eventually change the neoliberalism that is rampant in New York and many other liberal cities. Notice I didn't say progressive cities. I said liberal. Rudden also says the media bias no one is talking about. Today is a democracy versus authoritarianism, voting rights uh, versus white supremacy. There's no reasonable center between these positions. No justifiable compromise. Equating them is misleading and dangerous. Our media tends to talk in terms between center-right and far-right. The left in uplifting the needs of people is rarely heard. And that is my point, sir. And that's why I said we have to make it. That is why we as a program here and others that are doing this, we have to set the narrative, but we also have to support the narrative. You know, neoliberalism has a lot of support. I'm sorry. Neoliberalism has a lot of support. Biden has a lot of support. All these these people have the structures within our system to get all that support. Why? I hate to say it, but those of us who know the truth, too often we are not willing to support the purveyors and those promoting the truth. And I'm not only talking about, let's say, the politics done rights of the world. I'm also talking about all those on, on those progressive organizations uh, that, that you have out there. And I'm not talking about the third way or something like those, those milk toast type organizations. I'm talking about real hardcore green organizations, real hardcore organizations that are promoting truth. Look, personally, right, I'll just say it. I struggle to do this. I had an interview today. I had an interview today. And uh, I'm I'm not going to play it for a couple days, but this is a guy who wants blue-collar workers, who wants to promote blue-collar workers. Not not everybody got to go to college. That's what he was trying to promote and, you know, all this kind of stuff. And this is what he said. He said, Egberto, before I came on the interview, I wanted to know who was interviewing me. And I went ahead and did some research on you. And I have a lot of respect because, my God, look at what the hell you gave up to do all of this. But that's what I'm talking about. And this guy, this guy was, promote, was sort of promoting this sort, this, this sort of thing. You know, we, we talk about what needs to get done. Well, you know, the neoliberals want, they, they want to get things done a particular way. And they're investing in doing things that way. They're doing that. We know what's the right way to do things. 
But you know, uh, I can I can name you five other five other shows like mine, five other activists like myself that are struggling to get this out. We say, okay, uh, please share all this stuff throughout your domains. Make sure you know if you can if you cannot support us, let's say in any particular manner, please at least go and share like crazy. Share our crap like crazy. Let other people know about us. Don't hide it. You know, every single one of you, everybody that's listening to my voice right now has a sphere of influence. You are influential to many people. And those that you influence, they themselves have their own spheres of influence. If we would do some simple things, if you hear good stuff, you go out there and you share in our social media, not only sharing, but talk about it, tweet it, all that kind of stuff. Not just leave it to, okay, we come and we listen to Egberto for an hour, we get refreshed, we do all this stuff, and then we go off. Do a bit more. Share it. If you can't support it, at least share it. Share it. Let other people see it. Let other people join the fold. Geometric progression is powerful. If I share with five people and each of those people share with five people and each of those five share with five, think about how quickly you reach 10 million people in less than 10 iterations. And what I'm saying is that is where we as progressives too often fail. We together have to promote each other's work because the mainstream media is not going to do it. But you know what the mainstream media does? They promote each other's work. You see all of them promoting each other's books on every one of, from Rachel Maddow, every single one of these folks on these different programs. They promote, the, it's a circular firing squad of success in creating that narrative. On the progressive side, do we do that? I try to do it. That's why you see me bring, I bring progressives on, I bring fair thinking uh, conservatives on, everybody on to say, whatever I can do, I will do my part. But we all have to be engaged. So Brother Rudnan, it's never about losing hope. It's about actually doing something about it. And what happens a lot of times is that we sit down there, and, and, and neoliberalism allow, does that to us. It tries to make us feel impotent. You can't make a difference. Just sit your ass down. You can't make a difference. I even bother. And that has never been my thing. No, you don't just sit back. You engage. Are you going to lose? Hell, you're going to lose most of it. When I got into business, I had several different businesses. And I tell people, I have failed at most businesses that I've ever tried. I repeat, I have failed at most businesses I have ever tried. And why is that the case with most business people? Because you stay with the business that you've succeeded with. And you keep moving till you succeed. That's the name of the game. Now, when it comes to uh, progressivism, we've got to do the same. We got to support our folk. We got to share the folk from the stuff. We got to get, I tell you guys all of the times, if you've written something, if you want to get a piece of data out there, when Michael Rudden comes out with all this data out here, I talk about it. If, if Bridge or AVQ or anybody comes out with stuff, of pertinent value for all of us. We try to put it out. When I say it's your show, it's your show. That's what I mean. Too often, we on the left don't do that. Too often on the left, we're too insular. Uh, we're too pure. 
all that kind of a stuff. Okay, British MCP says, let's see, uh, continuing. Bruce Parler said, howdy. Uh, let's see, uh, Rose Williams is here. Hello, everyone. HR 601, invest uh, uh, now act in vote, 3.5 million budget. Yes, I saw that. Thank you, E2247. Julie Van Astel says, if you guys haven't seen Mehdi Hassan, 62nd rank, calling out his fellow media personalities, you really should. I saw, I saw it. Uh, Deborah John, welcome aboard from LA. Let's see what else we got. Uh, Michael Run Egberto, if you've ever have a slow day, please do a single topic focus episode on global warming. Yeah, I, I, I will need help on that one. So maybe you should be the producer of that show, Michael Rudnan. And then uh, help me out, to help me produce the show by getting all the material together, uh, videos, all that good stuff, and say, present, give it to me, and I, then uh, label it as uh, our, our vo- global warming show produced by El Señor Michael Rudnan. So yeah, do that. I'll be more than happy to oblige. Uh, let's see what else we got here. We got Julie Van Asdel going down. My power concedes nothing without a demand. If never, what's going on here in this thing? Let me go ahead and refresh this. All right. Oh, interesting, 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 interesting. All right. Power concedes nothing without a demand. If never did and it never will, find out just uh, find out just what any people will quietly submit to, and you have found out exact measure of injustice. Exactly, Frederick Douglass. Uh, you, that's common quote. Bridget missed you yesterday, and glad you're back here now. Yes, we missed you, Bridget. Where were you, Rose? Until the policies change, we have to repeat the message. It's existential. Muchas gracias, Rose. That's absolutely true. Uh, let's see, Lee Grant. Here's some truth. Biden's got a major foreign uh, disaster on his hand. Hostage crisis or an administration killer? Ask JC, uh, Jimmy Carter. Yeah, I remember. Uh, but I tell you what, we're not going to have a hostage crisis here. And that's why he wants to get out of Dodge on the 31st. I can't blame him for that. Hello, EG, looking smoky. Wes, okay, yeah, what can I say? Can't help it, brother. Jimmy Carter chose not to take any shots in anger. Best U.S. president in my lifetime, despite how the right wing minimized. Uh, you know, the right wing has to minimize Biden because he was such a moral person. That you know, if 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 you if people learned how much this guy, the stuff this guy is all about, people would not uh, would look at every president differently. You want five recommendation? Bo of fifth column, secular talk, second thought, just have a think. Tim Black, Christopher Titus, whoops, that's six, absolutely so. I tell people about all these folks all of the times. So thank you very much, Daniel Ledose. He sounds bitter that nobody is buying his books. Actually, no, Daniel. The books are selling very well, but books are very. Um, what should I say about the books? Uh, you make you, you just make a few pennies on the book, so you need like orders of magnitudes of book sales. And no, I'm not bitter at all. What I'm saying is, but I want to answer you. What I'm saying is, uh, progressives do not support uh, the, the 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 movement as well as the right does. The right and and the reason why is. The right makes people believe that they're being killed, that they're going to die. Progressives just tell the truth. And the truth is things don't change as quickly, you know. So that's just how we are. Uh, Michael Rudnan wants to remind you about the October 15 general strike. Uh, Michael Rudnan says, I do have one period of test. Are you taking corporate funding? Are you bought? Yeah, that's the test. The money are the people. You can't have them both. True. All right, continuing. Let's see what else we got here. Hey, Bridge. That's the Bridge. Egberto Van Asel says, you should do an interview with Major Richard Ojeda. I actually tried to get Ojeda because he's working with um, 
with Crystal Ball. And he was supposed to do an interview with me. I'm going to try to reach, reach out to him again. I think he's in West Virginia. Uh, yeah, I think it's West Virginia that he's in, Julie Van Asselen, if I recall correctly. Nanette Birdsmith, I had to go out, shut down, and restart to get Egberto back. Well, thank you for coming back, my beautiful Nanette. Michael Rundin, Egberto, do you want me to pick up out 20 articles on global warming and what I can see? Yeah, again, give me a lot of things that, that, that I can present into a show, right? Because, again, I'm not an expert on global warming. I'm sort of a political junkie. The, the actual going into the global warmer methodological stuff... I need help on that, and, and if you want to volunteer to be the producer for that, absolutely so. Uh, Bruce Pollard, did you look at Laura's interview? I saw Laura's interview. I kind of skipped on it because a lot of it was really uh, – unfortunately, Laura Ingram has a, a point of view, and I understand that. Everybody has a point of view, but I don't think it is really – I mean, she was trying to – I didn't like how uh, she came across – but I saw, the, I saw it. I eventually started skipping and skipping, uh, Bruce. Lawrence, treason was committed to get Carter out of office. Yes, it was. All right, let's start with the video. So I'm going to just start with Saki because I always like to have fun with Ducey. So let's go ahead and start with Saki and we'll get it on the other side. Well, well, well. Jen Saki and whom again? Peter Ducey. Like she didn't allow him to get away with it this time either. Remember the word stranded. Stranded means something distinctly, and that is definitely what she wants to make sure that was not the message of the day. Check this out, and we'll take it on the other side. Does the president have a sense that most of the criticism is not of leaving Afghanistan? It's the way that he has ordered it to happen, by pulling the troops before getting these Americans who are now stranded. Does he have a sense of that? First of all, I think it's irresponsible to say Americans are stranded. First of all, I think it's irresponsible to say Americans are stranded. They are not. We are committed to bringing Americans who want to come home home. We are in touch with them via phone, via text, via email, via any way that we can possibly reach Americans to get them home if they want to return home. There are no Americans stranded is the White House's official position on what's happening in Afghanistan. Right I'm now. just calling you out for saying that we are stranding Americans in Afghanistan when I said when we have been very clear that we are not leaving Americans who want to return home. We are going to bring them home. And I think that's important for the American public to hear and understand. Okay. Jen Psaki made sure not to allow the fallacies that the right try to cauterize into a statement uh, to actually take foothold. If you, if you notice what she did there, she said, oh, he tried to pass it off simply, uh, writing down, uh, Joe Biden leaving Americans stranded in Afghanistan. She wanted to make sure that that is not going to be the word. You are irresponsible for using that word stranded when you know what our policy is towards getting Americans out of Afghanistan. Peter Ducey of Fox News, you are irresponsible. She got uh, pretty tough when she needed to. Good job, Jen. Don't let them get away with it. Absolutely not let him get away with it. Now, the other, the other one that I want to put out there before I get back to answering some of the stuff that you guys are writing there. I want you to check out. Um, I want you to check out how successful the right is, and this is what I'm talking about. Why we have to do a lot better, and when I say a lot better, I mean a hell of a lot better. Check this out, and then we'll take it on the other side. 
those of us on the left, progressives and others, false narratives are dangerous. On January 6th, we had an insurrection. On January 6th, we had terrorists attack America. On January 6th, we had traitors, insurrectionists, people are trying to attempt a coup on the United States of America, attack our capital, attempt to assassinate the Vice President of the United States and many other leaders in Congress. That's what occurred on January 6th. But as you will see, the narrative and the, the continued change in narrative on one side has been fairly successful. There is something to be learned Let's go ahead and listen to this and then take it on the other side. Caught up the presses this hour. We've got some brand new numbers from our latest NBC News poll. This is focused on the aftermath of the January 6th attack. And these numbers show just how successfully Trump and his allies appear to have rewritten the narrative surrounding that awful day. 46% of adults say the attack on the Capitol has been exaggerated to discredit former President Trump and his supporters. 46%. Familiar number, isn't it? That includes 82% of self-identified Republicans and 43% of self-identified independents. Overall, 52% of Americans say that the events of January 6th were an act of terrorism. 47% say it was not. 52-47, that's another familiar number, Biden over Trump. But look at the change since we asked the question in January. The gap has gotten much smaller. And yes, as I noted, that 52-47 split almost exactly mirrors the popular vote between Biden and Trump last November. So there you go. That's what's happened on the right. Amid the battle over the January 6th narrative, the chairman of the House Select Committee on the attack, Benny Thompson, told reporters last night that his panel intends to obtain phone, text, and social media communication from several hundred uh, individuals, including members of Congress. And it does not rule out trying to get uh, associates of Mr. Trump or his family. Anyway, digest those results and realize the media ecosystems and what has happened on the right in particular. You get to see it in the vaccine hesitation, and now you see it on this. I call a lot of this political malpractice. While us little media pers people have been trying to really get the message out, that was a terrorist act when we continuously put it out there. Even some of our mainstream media have been attempting to say this was a terrorist act, this was an attempted coup. You know who has not been out there doing the job appropriately, even as they push infrastructure and other things? The politicians on the other side. They are supposed to be talking about this every single day. You know that, you know that select committee that was put out there to investigate this? They should have a video, a narrative out every single day talking about every little thing that they discover, every little thing that's out there that we know, that we know. These guys attempted a coup that was treason and that we don't call it out continuously every day as they on their networks continue to talk about it wasn't an insurrection. It was just people who were trying to exert their rights. It were just these were just people who were frustrated. These were just people who were being, uh, their you know, fighting for their democracy. No, they were fighting to, to create fascism. They were trying to overthrow the United States government. They were trying to overthrow what the, was elected politically. They were trying to end 
democracy. And that is something we need to remember. That is exactly what they were trying to do. End democracy. Let's not forget it, people. And, and I am upset, very upset, with Democrats for having Mo, Mo Brooks and all these guys. They still talk on the field or whatever. Every time you see Mo, Mo, uh, Mo Brooks on, on the floor, you should, people should be shouting from the deck, treasonous, treasoner, traitor, traitor. We are supposed to be a dog, what the bird dog in these politicians who, who were a part of the insurrection, who was a part of the coup. We should always have that in the ears of America. We, when you say Mo Brooks, you should think cool. Mo Brooks, cool. Mo Brooks, anti-American. Mo Brooks, I tried to overthrow the government. We should tag Ted Cruz, attempted to overthrow the government. He didn't vote for the legally won bill. I mean, the legally won ballots. We should have a. We should be having a feels day with this. We shouldn't let it calm down. And then just bring it up during the election of 2022. Because what they're doing, while we are quiet until we start campaigning in 2022, as Chuck Todd just showed there with the new polls, what they're doing is they are making it seem, they are making it seem like it is not really a, uh, what again? Like it's not really a good uh, like it wasn't really an... Oh, thank you very much, Bridge. I forgot it's that time. Folks, please support Politics Done Right by... If you are on YouTube, click that Join button and become a part of our PDR Posse. That, uh, the PDR Posse is all of us who come together here five days a week and sit back, chat with each other. You guys tell me what you want to talk about. You guys bring in for we talk about it. I put out some of the stuff that we want to get out there. Join the PDR Posse, my brothers and sisters. Join the PDR Posse. Click that join button on, on uh, YouTube. If you're on YouTube, if you're not on YouTube, you can still join the PDR Posse. Today, I'm going to put the actual link in there. You can go to uh, politicsunright.com slash YouTube, politicsunright.com slash YouTube. Click on that, and you can become a YouTube member of the PDR Posse, like right now, and I'll get a little bleep, and I'll put it up on the screen. And by the way, folks, you can also... Find all the different ways of supporting Politics and Right by going to politicsandright.com slash support. Politicsandright.com slash support. You can get all our books at, and buy a bunch of them. Listen to what Daniel Ledo says. Daniel Ledo says, I'm complaining. I'm not selling enough books. I'm not selling enough books. Look, I'm selling books, but it's just that you don't make a, you, you just make a few pennies on the book. So go get my books, politicsandright.com slash books, and you can help get that progressive message out. And I guarantee you one other thing with our books. You, write, you read our books and you learn how to talk to guys like Daniel Ledo and Lee Grant and all of that. These are good people just need a good talking to. Um, anyhow, so um, please please go ahead and support us. Either get our books, uh, go to politicsandright.com slash books, politicsandright.com slash support, or politicsandright.com slash YouTube, or click that join button, become a part of our BDR posse. Anyhow, I have another video for you. Because the previous video talked about how the right wing are changing reality to the people who follow them. That's why I can't hold much against my right wing brothers and sisters. I cannot. Because I hear, I see what they must listen to. Carl Cox, I got your, your stuff. Thank you so kindly, brother Carl Cox. 
uh, you asked me, I, I think I sent you an email. You can, you, I gave you a special email that you can send me stuff in so that we can talk. Thank you for being here, Brother Carl Cox. Uh, let's see what else. <laughs> okay, Breach, I'm going to stop explaining myself. You see, look, I'm an engineer, beautiful, beautiful friend of mine. And for some reason, I always, good, I'll stop. All right, folks. Anyhow, 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 folks. Anyhow, I have another video. And here's the reason for the video. Here's the reason for the video. The last video I showed you was how they have turned January 6th into something less than... Uh, there you go. I like that, uh, Tom C. Upgrade your PDR membership to 5 bucks a month and read all the books online for free. I love that one. I love that one. Anyhow, folks, so here's the deal. That is true. If you get the $5 membership, all my books, and I'm, I'm, I've already started writing the other book. The other book that I'm writing is the one about my, my racial travails from Panama all the way to the United States. And I think this is a book that everybody going to love, especially my white brothers and sisters, because I think it's going it's gonna, it's gonna to show a, a, re, a reality-based thing, not a... Not, not a, uh, what people normally call a, what is it, playing the race. It's not a play the race card type of a book I'm writing. I'm, I'm showing folks how I've gone through a whole lot of things personally and how that can be extrapolated to a lot of people. Now, I handle it different than a whole lot of people did. I think you're going to like the book. I've started writing the book. I think I'll be done in a couple months, two or three months. Anyhow, 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 going back to the subject at hand. Virtual reality, false reality, is what have the United States going through a fourth wave. I want you to listen to this, then we'll take it on the other side, because this is something that you've got to see. On the topic of vaccine holdouts, there is one group that is, I got to say, pretty surprising. By some estimates, you've got roughly a quarter of healthcare workers who have refused to get even the, the first shot, even as they are treating COVID patients. And you're at a hospital in what is a sort of a conservative pocket of New York City. And doctors and nurses there are pushing back on being forced to get vaccinated. So what are you hearing there at Staten Island uh, University Hospital? It's a national conversation, Jeff, that's actually happening on a local level. If I kind of give you the micro look or the macro look at it, I should say 53 percent of Staten Island is fully vaccinated. You got 59 percent of Staten Island that has one shot in arm. If you're just talking about the hospital in general, uh, Staten Island University Hospital is actually owned by Northwell, which is kind of a healthcare conglomerate, right? 80 percent of their employees so far are vaccinated. The New York Times reporting the hospital behind me, 60% of their employees are vaccinated. August 16th, hospital behind me, Northwell Health Group essentially said, listen, you got to get vaccinated or you're going to be doing weekly testing. Former Governor Cuomo that same day came out and said all healthcare workers have to be vaccinated by September 27th, have one shot in arm by September 27th. That is when the protests started outside of this hospital. I spoke to two people here, a man and a woman, John Madeline. He is actually currently on leave for professional misconduct. He does not want to get vaccinated. And, and I want to play a little bit of a sound because I think it's important for folks to understand why it is um, these people don't want to get vaccinated. The reasoning they have for us to really understand the scope of this story. And then I want to play for you Madeleine. She is a nurse in the recovery area of this hospital. Her husband died of COVID back in March of 2020. She was in the hospital uh, when her husband died. He was in ICU for over a week. She knows what COVID does. There's a lot of information that's outstanding. I don't discourage anyone from getting it. If they want, that's a medical choice. 
For me, I want a little more time to elapse. I want to know long-term results, and I don't think that that is too much to ask. The FDA approval came about five to 10 years fast, and it's not that I'm saying that it's not thorough, it's not thorough in regards to all of the reported uh, occurrences to CDC bears. But the problem is, unless you have time to sift through half a million adverse reactions and over 11,000 deaths, you haven't done your due diligence. I don't feel anything towards them. You know, I just hope that they can get to a, a place that's good for them, you know, so that they feel comfortable and safe, because that's what it's all about, you know, and it's true. If, if you could take a vaccine, could save your life. It could save somebody else's life. And it's hard. They, they essentially work together, right? But in taking a listen to John, I think it's important for us to say the science is there, right? Yeah. If vaccines are safe. We know this. Dr. Celine Gallander can back me up on that. So I want to make that clear to everybody that we wanted to play that just for folks to really understand kind of the scope of what's happening here, kind of this national conversation that's happening on a local level. That being said, the hospital essentially saying to me, listen, if the guidance is such that by September 27th, our employees are not vaccinated and the, and the state says you must terminate those employees, then the hospital is ready to do that. Then the hospital is ready to do that. And I think it's about time that that does happen. No vaccine. We, if, if you don't want mandates, no vaccine. We, we make it so difficult so difficult for those who choose to infect others or, or to, for those who choose to potentially infect others. That is how we need to describe the unvaccinated. Those who choose to potentially infect others. Very important to have the narrative correct. Uh, okay, let's see. But, they, but hey, they drink horse do warmer. Yeah, it's amazing. It's, but you know what is so funny? The adverse effects of aspirin, the adverse effect of comedin, the adverse effect of a lot of these drugs these people take are much worse than the adverse effects of the vaccine. This is a political thing. And again, like I said, I want to give, I still give my brothers and sisters the benefit of the doubt on the right. But what I don't give them is the right to kill others. And the same way I've, I've been on the board at the Humble ISD, the Humble Independent School District, about the irresponsibility of the board that will affect at some time this year, likely, the death of not only their, some of their students, but some of their, their, their teachers and other employees. It's the same thing. So let's, let's get that right. Let's get that right. Let's stop them from infecting us. So therefore, let's make life that, you know, let's just stay away from them. Excommunicate them. Who don't want to be vaccine, vaccinated? Excommunicate them. Because again, they're putting our lives, those people, including the vaccinated lives at risk. Somebody sent me a video. I think it was Norman Reynolds, but I couldn't find the video again. It was a great video by, uh, by a, a doctor who explains the immune system, explains how the drug, how the, uh, the virus, uh, not the drug, how the um, vaccine works, etc. And it gave a perfect example using cops and rubbers and all that kind of stuff to show exactly how these things work. I'm going to find the video and I'm going to put it actually in a blog post because I think it is so important, so important for that to occur. All right, uh, let, let's, let's continue with the last video. And the last video, I did it for this reason.
my contention is we are allowing okay thank you uh, norman thank you i knew it was you who sent it norman thanks for resending it all right ashley ad, ashley says adverse effects of vaccines in adults and living they are totally okay with getting mandated vaccines for college though it's amazing beautiful daughter of mine thank you for making that so clear listen to what my daughter just said med med student adverse effects of vaccine is adults and living they are totally okay with getting mandated vaccines for college though amazing Joan says, House is punting that vote until September 27 in a complicated procedural vote that the House approved, 220 to 212. Huh, so I guess some Republicans voted for it? That's interesting. Uh, let's see. Vax gives you the virus, fool. Again, that's why you need to listen to the Dr. West. I normally don't answer when you say something silly, but the reason I'm answering this one is that you're simply wrong. There is no piece of the virus at all inside of the uh, any of those mRNA vaccines or the, not the Pfizer, what's the other one? The Johnson vaccine and the other one. I don't remember who makes the other one. Robert Davenport, welcome aboard. No vaccine, no problem. Just stay away from other people. You're right to stay home or stay off your job and find work elsewhere away from the public. Your choice. I love that. I love that. Uh, let's see, we could tattoo <laughs> my conservative Lee Grant. Lee Grant, I know you're vaccinated. That AstraZeneca, thank you very much, Nanette Birdsmith. Now, the AstraZeneca and the, um, the AstraZeneca and the Johnson uses a different technology. They take a, a, a benign virus and they push that into the, they, they push the, the thing into you. Moderna and Pfizer uses RNA technology that actually creates the lipid that holds on to the vi- I mean, hold on to the instruction. That's how it goes. If you want part of the virus in you, that's the MMR vaccine. Okay, got you, baby, Ashley. Anyhow, folks, let's uh, continue with this part. This part now deals with Afghanistan. I want to get the narrative right. Folks, but if you're just joining us, please do remember to click that join button and become a part of the PDR Posse. We need you. But check this out, guys. Coming out now. The coverage of, of Afghanistan and, and the attacks that I hear about how poorly it has been set up and going has really gotten to me. You, when, when it comes to war, you can always do things better. In hindsight, you, you know, people, people who've never been there, people who have been there and been failures themselves, are, you know, they, they are very opinionated on how best this should have done. I want you to listen to Lawrence O'Donnell because Lawrence O'Donnell hits the nail on the head and it makes a hell of a lot more sense to those paid ad- paid generals who are there doing most of the criticizing, etc. Check this out. The latest guidance from the White House at this hour tonight is that a total of 53,000 people have been evacuated from Afghanistan. 48,000 of those people were evacuated after the president of Afghanistan evacuated himself and the country fell under the complete control of the Taliban. With 53,000 people already evacuated, the Biden administration and the American military continue tonight, as they did last week, to manage the most successful evacuation from a war that America lost. And the Washington Press Corps continues to portray that evacuation as 
a debacle. That is because most of them, if not all of them, were not old enough or not yet born the first time the United States lost a much bigger foreign war and fled that country while being shot at by the people the United States then called the enemy and who the United States now treats as one of its friends and trading partners in Asia. Our relations with Vietnam are so friendly tonight that it is the next stop on Vice President Kamala Harris's Asia trip. Call something a debacle suggests that there is a better way of doing it, and we know how to do it better. If you are rowing a boat in a hurricane and it sinks, do we call that a debacle or do we call that inevitable? When you hear people calling the evacuation from Afghanistan a debacle, ask them, compared to what? When has any country ever evacuated from a foreign war that they lost in a way that is better than what we are seeing now? The answer is never. This is the best version of an evacuation from a lost war that the world has ever seen. That doesn't make it good. That doesn't make it orderly. That doesn't make it safe for everyone involved. But it does mean that nothing else was realistically possible. In the White House press briefing room in 1975, the day after the last American helicopter left Vietnam, Republican President Ford's, Gerald Ford's press secretary, Ron Nessen, who he had inherited from the disgraced President Nixon, who was forced to resign the office, was asked what the president's reaction was to South Vietnam's surrender to North Vietnam, to which the White House press secretary said, quote, given the military situation, this did seem to be the inevitable result. No one in the White House press corps then asked why President Ford did not publicly say it was inevitable that the side we had been fighting for would surrender before they surrendered all adults then who understood that the president of the United States, even if he believed it, could not publicly predict the surrender of the weak government we had been fighting for. Everyone accepted that there would be no complete count of how many people got out of Vietnam at the end of a war we lost. No one in the White House press corps believed they were better at evacuation logistics than the American military. The American news media was not yet in the business of paying generals to come on TV and tell you that they are smarter than the current generals in command and, parenthetically, smarter than they themselves were when they were busy losing the Vietnam War or the war in Afghanistan. Was the evacuation from Vietnam a debacle? Well, you could call it that. But we all knew at the time every day of our military involvement in Vietnam was a debacle and a moral disgrace. That is what we need to key in on. And I wish more did. Reporting today sometimes uh, creates more problems than they actually instruct or inform on. And that is where we are today. Oh, everybody's singing the song about how badly Afghanistan is going, right? We should have been singing how badly Afghanistan was going for decades now because we have been wasting our treasures in Afghanistan, in lieu of rebuilding our own infrastructure, instead of putting our investments into the people here in America, we have been blowing monies to give to the defense contractors, many of whom these generals are enthralled with. 
These people, many who are criticized, they are very active in saying how badly things are going. How badly did they screw up when they were there running things? How, why didn't they say this is not a, we knew this would never be a winnable war because the one thing that we don't do is go into a country, understand their culture, and try to help them within their culture to be more of a system that supports them all. We don't do that. We go in there and try to create little Americas all over because little Americas mean that we go over there and we take control. Our, not we am, Americans, our plutocracy take control of every single country we go in there and work with. So folks, don't buy into the narrative. Let's remember what we're doing here. Let's get out of Afghanistan the best we can. Let's save as many people as we can, but let's come back home as well and save the many in America who nobody cares about. Nobody cares about putting, putting that effort into why are we being so bad with these Afga Afghans? Why are we being so bad? We shouldn't be bad with Afghans, but we shouldn't be bad with Americans either. We shouldn't be bad to the downtrodden. Those folks, those military people that live... 500,000 or however many are on the streets of LA that nobody cares about. All those millions in America right now that are in dire straits. I don't see the media going and say, why do we have people in the richest country of the world living like this? You see, we have the mouthpieces of the defense industrial complex, the military industrial complex talking. Why? Because they are just the mouthpiece for transferring our money to Afghanistan, Iraq, and all these other places to a few, and we become the pawns to ensure that it continues to flow. Folks, let's wake up. Let's wake up. Let's together, we all, get things right. And that is the narrative, my peeps. That is the narrative. Don't let anybody fool you about Afghanistan. It's going terrible. Oh, it could have been done so much better. No matter what was done, as, as, as Lawrence O'Donnell says, you know, when we're leaving Vietnam, bullets were flying and people, you know, at least he did the responsible thing. He's having conversations with the Taliban. He's making sure that uh, Americans are safe. They don't have to pop a bullet yet. And they're trying to get the hell out of there as quick as possible before the ISIS and, and all these other guys try to get some sort of a lone person to come and blow themselves up or get a lucky hit on one of the, uh, the, the airplanes that are leaving. No, the reason why he Biden is absolutely right. Get to hell out of Afghanistan. You made a play to get out. Don't be delaying. Uh, Americans have been told for months Get to hell out. We are leaving. And many wait as usual to the last minute. As far as Afga Afghani, Afghani people, they were all, look, the truth of the matter is when we're right up at the, at the end of the game, everybody's crying. And you know, why, you know why a lot of times this happens this way? Because they just don't believe we are really leaving. The military industrial complex believe 
the military industrial complex believed that there were they they somehow were going to get us to stay in in Afghanistan anyhow. You know, after all, we snowed Obama into sending in thirty thousand uh, troops. Ah, we're going to do the same thing with Biden. Biden said, and look, I am not a fan of Biden, okay, at all. I'm not a neoliberal, but I am. Absolutely, 100% with Biden. Get to hell out. Don't be trying to delay. Get them to work their butts off. Take 20, 30,000 people a day out of there. And then get out. And for those who are left, create different organizations that can clandestinely pay people off in, in town. And that's what they're going to do, right? For those people that are stuck in Afghanistan, they're going to pay people off to smuggle them over to Pakistan, smuggle them over to Tajikistan. I think it's Tajikistan. It's a border also. I don't remember. I don't remember. I got to get my geography of the area back up to speed. But I do know it touches Iran. I think it touches um, uh, uh, Pakistan, etc., etc., etc. So, folks, uh, we need to get out of there on the 31st of August. We are gone. We are gone. Don't fall for the mushy things because as soon as you stay after the 31st and some uh, bomber comes out there, some bomber comes out or some plane gets shot down, oh, look at what's happening. It's irresponsible. And that's what the defense, the military industrial complex wants. They want something to happen that forces us to go back in and fight. That's what they want. Biden is no dummy. He knows them enough. He knows them enough to understand what's going on there. I know some of you are like, oh, well, you know, we should stay and help the people. Look, I love those folks as well, everybody. But, but, we have got to get home, bring our women and men home. It is very important. Let's see what else we got here. Uh, Carl Cox, red states believe in fascism, blue states believe in democracy. Uh, let's see what else we got. Tom C says, mRNA vaccines do not affect or interact with our DNA in any way, which is true. mRNA never enters the nucleus of the cell, which is where the DNA genetic material is kept. Thank you for your cogent answer. Um, let's see what else we got here. Once the instructional mRNA are inside the immune cells, the cells use them to make the protein piece. After the protein piece is made, the cell breaks down the instruction and gets rid of them. Exactly. Exactly. It's not, it, I was about to say it's not rocket science. Actually, it's more complicated than rocket science. Believe me, I did rockets. Uh, and that, that stuff is more complicated. The debacle is what we thought we could accomplish for 20 years. Bruce, that is the statement of the day. I like that one. The debacle is what we thought we could accomplish for 20 years. The Biden administration is doing a great job in a lousy situation. Bottom line says Robert P. Davenport. I agree with you. Lawrence, how are you doing today, Lawrence? I see you are somewhere in here. Somebody referenced you. My daughter reminds us that the varicella, measles, mumps, and rubella are the ones that use live, vac- live viruses in you. Remember that. Uh, let's see. You are correct, Egberto. These vaccines do not have or give you anything from the virus. Thank you, Maywood. Uh, let's see what else we got here that I need to talk. Egberto Willis, there comes a time when trolls must be dealt with swiftly because they are gone beyond acceptable bounds. Please stop Troll West. 
<laughs> I hear you, girl. I hear you. All right, let's see. Rodnin has another long one here. He says, oh, wait, wait. Let me get, I think I got one here from Norman. Norman says, uh, I want to read Norman's because I, I, I scrolled it. He said, the withdrawal was going to be a, a you-know-what show. Ending the war was the plan of the former guy I agreed with, but it took him four years and couldn't take the flack of this <laughs> on his watch. End and end it now. Whoop, whoop. I agree with you, brother. I agree with you. Rose Williams says, don't forget that the previous administration deliberately slowed down the processing of visas for our Afghani allies. And as I've said before, were there these critics when these Kurds were butchered? Thank you for bringing that up over and over again, uh, Rose. Having a, a, a very well-informed viewership is crucial because I, I learned a whole lot of stuff from you guys as well. Sadly, uh, had to block the troll name Wes. Go for it. Block him as you wish. I don't block anybody, but you guys feel free to block anybody you want to block. Michael says, Egberto, can you read this one? Bo of the fifth column says that overwhelming majority of Americans who are still in Afghanistan fall into three groups. One, U.S. government employee, non-military civilians helping with diplomacy and government operations. Two, civilian contractors, maintenance technicians, and system administrators. And three, NGOs, doctors, and other do-gooders who stay to help. I'd add a fourth group that lists there are also American citizens of Afghani ancestry who are trying to get their families out. I'll add a fifth. There are the capitalists who are trying to make a deal for the rare earths and who want the federal government now to bring them back and do all that's necessary to bring them back. But when they come back, they won't want to pay any of their taxes. Huh? You like that one? All right, I got to get out of here, guys. I got to get out of here. I got to get out of here. Hi, Coop333. Yes, we can tell you are. <laughs> okay, Coop333. All right, let's go. Uh, please, folks, don't forget to go ahead and visit us at support at politi rather, politicsandright.com slash support. Politicsandright.com slash support to support our show. You can also get our books at politicsandright.com slash books. Uh, I promise you, you'll get a hell of a lot out of those books. Politicsandright.com slash books. Or just click on YouTube and say join and listen to what, uh, what Tom C. points out. Anybody who joins at the 499 level gets to read all our books online. And as I write more books, they are all online to read from my site. So, you know, I try to give back for your support. I mean, your support is invaluable. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Done Right. And you know how I end this, baby. I am what? Out. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel. And number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.